1: Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're glad that you've joined us here today as we're giving you resources and tools to take control of your own career, especially challenging right now as we're facing um, the economic struggles in the U.S. and across the world associated with the coronavirus. So we're glad that you've joined us, and you are going to be glad that you've joined us because today we're going to be talking with Michael Ryan, who is the author of Make Your Career Go Boom, Not Bust, And Michael, you are here to share your practical tips that you've gained over your career in in journalism and in the newspaper industry. And what a great background to bring to this discussion. So, thank you for joining us here today.
2: It's my pleasure, Marie.
1: Excellent. So, in your book, you share some practical tips that people can use to get ahead in their career. And we're going to talk about today how people can make themselves more valuable to their company. So I'll just let you kind of start off there. What are, what are your top tips for people making themselves more valuable to their company today?
2: No, that's a great question, Marie, because, I mean, the fact is today people need to realize that there's an opportunity for them while we're going through this coronavirus because companies are going to be seeing who are the people who really step up who are the people that really are making a difference? It's interesting because I was dealing with a client on Saturday, and I quoted him in the, my email to him uh, what Winston Churchill and others have said. You know, don't allow, never let a serious crisis go to waste. And I think a lot of companies are going to be looking at how they've been doing things and seeing how they're going to change in the future. And the fact is that they're also going to be doing an assessment of their workforce and the people who they have seen during this time who really have um, put forth effort and uh, shown initiative and shown a positive attitude. Those are the people I think that are going to succeed. And people who have not, I think, are going to fall by the wayside because we're moving into a situation that we haven't seen in a while because we've had very low unemployment. So a lot of people were able to get jobs. But as the unemployment rate goes up, companies are going to be able to be much more discriminating on who they hire and also on who they keep. And so I think for people who are listening, they really need to do an assessment. Are they really stepping up? Are they really going to be providing a difference for their company? Because in the end, that's going to be the determining factor on whether they succeed or not.
1: Yeah. And that kind of standing out part has got another layer of challenge here as we look at doing it virtually, right? We're we're not at the office. We can't necessarily be seen doing these things. So what tidbits of advice do you have for folks doing this when they're working virtually?
2: I think the big thing people when they're working virtually is to make sure that they're keeping in communication with their supervisors and and by doing that is by sending them emails, keeping them up to pace on what they're doing in their career and and on how they're doing with projects. They don't have to be long emails but just short enough so that the people realize that hey that the person who's working remotely is you know is keeping from is continuing being productive some people it was interesting because I was talking to some uh, um, clients the other day and they were saying about how some of their workforce you know seems to have really embraced the idea of working remotely, but others really don't seem to have the discipline to be able to work remotely. What's going to happen in the future is I think more companies are going to be able to see that it maybe doesn't make as much sense to have everybody working in one central location, that maybe it's better for people to work remotely or to be working in, 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 in different areas. So I think that's going to be an, uh, a challenge for people, especially those who struggle with um, the freedom, uh, the discipline that's required about working remotely. But the, the fact is you need to make sure that you're keeping close communication with your supervisor, and then also making sure that you're reaching out, hey, is there something that he or she needs? At this time, supervisors are looking for as much help as possible, and if they've got somebody who's stepping up and willing to take on additional duties, that's going to put them in much better position when we get through this uh, pandemic and business kind of resorts to a more m- normal status.
1: Right, so basic things, doing the things that we know we need to do, keeping in communication, and and taking initiative. It's
2: And what happens is it's interesting because
1: or, um, it's, it's just,
2: people realize that, but they often don't do that. You know, it's often things that seem in, on the surface simple, but oftentimes, as you well know, Marie, is in helping a lot of people, they don't do that, and so that's why it's always a good reminder to people to to do these things because if everybody did them, well, you know,
0: uh,
2: it would be a whole different type of world, but a lot of people don't do that.
1: Right, and now that we're virtual, we have to be even more systematic about it because that conversation that might have happened in the hallway with you and have a process and a system so that you're not counting on those chance encounters.
2: Right, because now that what happens is that, you know, where you might have had a relationship with your boss where you would go into his or her office and sit down and discuss things, it's it's much more of a formal relationship now, whether you're doing it, you know, over a telephone call or if you're doing it on Uh, you know, Zoom or whatever. So it, it just kind of makes things more formalized. And that's where some people really struggle because they're just so much used to the social aspects of the job. And when you're sitting at home and working and not having that social interaction, that's where some people really struggle. But the fact is I think companies are going to see coming out of this that they may be pushing more and more people to work remotely. And I think that's where you're likely going to see a downturn, like in commercial real estate, because a lot of businesses are going to say, well, why do we have to rent 30,000 square feet? You know, maybe we only rent 10,000 square feet, and we have more of our people working from uh, outside the office.
1: Yeah, that'll be, it'll be so interesting to see what happens, because it's easy, you know, it's fun to look and predict and I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, I really do not want to work from home. I thought maybe I did, but now that I've had this experience, <laughs> I don't want to do it." And of course, we're in a much different situation than um, than we'll be in when this is over. Because right now, people's kids are at home. There's a lot of other things that are making working from home maybe not as great as we thought it was going to be. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where where that takes us. And as you, you know, said, and
2: that's such a good. That's such a good point, because what happens is that there's certain, as you well know, and there's a certain much, first few weeks, people are kind of working off adrenaline. You know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is different. You know, I'm working from home. But, you know, starting now, I think the reality is starting to set in. You know, it's like, wow, I'm not going to be going back to the office anytime soon. You know, who knows how long we're going to be in a... um, a stay-at-home mentality. So I think that's where people who struggle working at home really are going to need to do a self-assessment and figure, hey, listen, I've got to get this figured out. I've got to get the discipline that I need to be able to um, complete my work um, from the from home than the, at the same level or maybe even at a higher level than they were doing in the office.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so challenging when we think about it. It, You know, you've got, you're working from home, but as I said right now, you're not, discipline may not be the issue. (laughs) I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old and and thankfully they're not at my house most of the time, even right now, Um, but they've been at home a little bit more than usual. And I can tell you, I don't know that there's any amount of discipline (laughs) that makes working at home with a one-year-old and a three-year-old possible. So, you know, I think some of those things will shift when when the new normal comes about, um, but people are also learning that there's, there's just different different forces in people's lives um, and how we balance that is really going to look different. And I think there's a leadership lesson here, too, um, when you see how leaders are handling this and, and what companies and what divisions are going to thrive during and after this based on those leadership lessons. So I don't know, just any tips or thoughts for leaders and how to lead during this time.
2: I think the big thing for leadership is giving people clear direction and being very honest with them about what the company is facing, the challenges that they face, and then also acknowledging success. Um. You know, I was saying this um, somebody the other day that they've been sending out like a weekly note to their uh, workforce, and I was telling him about how valuable that is because he was acknowledging some of the successes they've had. They've had to redo their whole operation because it used to be one where it was very centered on meeting the client face to face, and now because of social distancing, you know, meeting them afar. because they were saying like before they used to do social embracing and now they're doing practicing social distancing. And so how they've gone about changing that, and I think being able to, um, as the leader, being able to communicate, hey, how things are going, the successes that they've had, and then being able to try to keep people's spirits up. Because right now it's so important for people to, you know, receive some positive feedback, to know that, you know, the company is, is moving forward trying to do the the right things in this environment. And there's it's, it really spans the gamut because, as you well know, there's some companies that are doing very well because of this and that there's others that have really struggled. And I feel especially um, for small businesses because who knows on some of these sectors if and or when they will ever come back. And so there's a real challenge there. And I think that the... Um, uh, leaders, you know, need to be as honest as possible because nowadays I think people don't want to. They're they're too smart to be fooled. Happy talk.
1: Right, and that lack of transparency just creates additional problems beyond the obvious problems.
2: So true, because when people, you know, when people aren't transparent, when people. You know, people realize what's going on in different sectors. So if you're trying to tell them one thing and they know the reality is something else, then you really lose credibility. And the fact is, nowadays, you really need to be credible with your people. But again, giving them some possibility that something good could turn out of this so that people don't think, oh, my gosh, you know, this is the end, where, you know, maybe... If the company makes some changes, then, you know, they will be able to succeed in the future.
1: Right. Well, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking about how you can stand out at your company. And we'll talk a little bit more about how job seekers can stand out as well. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
3: on the Voice America Business Channel, from the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned into the Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today. Please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 577 You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to the Career Confidant. Hey, hello, and welcome back to the Career Confidant.
1: And today we are talking with Michael Ryan about standing out, how you can stand out in your current work if you're still working. And he's made some great points about communication and, and really being more systematic with that. Um, and then we talked a little bit about leadership and if you are in any kind of a leadership role, how you can communicate better with your team and make sure that people are are all on the same page as much as possible with some positive feedback and some celebration of, of the things that are going right in your organization. So Michael, any what what other tips would you share with people about standing out in their workplace right now?
2: One thing that I would it's more of a general point, but I think it's an important point. Is too often people think about themselves and not about the others. I always find this and it goes starting with people who, you know, are applying for a job. And when they're interviewing, that they, you know, when they ask, well, why do you want to work here? That they tell about how it's going to benefit them. And the employer is more concerned about how you are going to benefit the company. And when you're already working and you don't want to get a promotion or want something, people often frame it on how it's going to benefit them. And they don't take the time to think about how it's going to benefit the company. And so especially in this turbulent time, when you approach your supervisor or or a coworkers, always be keeping in mind what's gonna be in it for them, because that's what they're gonna be caring about more. So that when you ask your boss, for example, for you know, more responsibility or, you know, more pay be able to make a cogent argument of why it's benefit it benefits the company, not just how it's going to benefit you, because ultimately people, or your supervisors and others are always going to be thinking about, hey, how are what your skills are going to ben- how they're going to benefit the company, not just how it's going to benefit you.
1: Right, and I would say that that goes in a lot of different directions in terms of just thinking about what others need or what others are going through and um, re- really thinking about our communications in a different way, not necessarily unprofessional, but just being caring in our communications right now and thinking about how what other people might be going through and trying to assume people's positive intent and, and what might be going on for them. Um, You know, it's just a a challenging time for folks. um, And we may not be affected by it personally yet, Um, you know, and, and yet so many others in our organization may have someone that they know who's very ill or they themselves may be. So just hard for us to sometimes think outside of that work relationship. And right now we're really being challenged to do that in a way that maybe we've never been challenged to do that before.
2: You know, and that, that's a good point, Marie, because I think what's really important now is to be able to cut people some slack. You know, when things are fine and somebody says something to you or reacts, I mean, we may get annoyed. We may want to react. But, you know, there's so many people that are under so much stress these days. And like you mentioned, it may not just be work stress. It may be stress with, you know, having their children at home now while they're trying to work. Um, when they're, you know, financial issues. So I think it's everybody just needs to take a little step back, and before we're ready to react, just try to think to yourself, okay, you know, maybe this person's having a bad day. Maybe I don't understand why he or she said that, but I'm not going to fire an email back at them. I'm going to just pause and, you know, just kind of overlook it for now. Maybe take the high road. Because I just think because of people under stress, I think if we could cut people a little bit more slack, I think we'll be better off.
1: Yeah, and that kind of leads us to this conversation about job seekers. So. When I started in this business, actually, I I started in this business in 2008, which wasn't my intention. You know, I didn't get into this business because people were out of jobs and they needed help. It would just happen to be when I graduated with my degree um, in in career development was also in 2008. And so I've seen job seekers in this place of fear and desperation and, um, you know, those words just don't even... They're the best words I have, but they don't even begin to touch the surface of where people are and, and where they're going to be here shortly if they're not there yet. Um, so what can they do to stand out to their prospective employers despite having all of those real fears going on in the, in their lives?
2: I think the big thing is... And as you well know, especially starting in 2008 when we were you know, suffering economic uh, conditions then, I think the big thing is staying positive and putting a positive uh, approach to the company that you seek. I mean, the fact is now it's more important than ever to go back, and we just talked about a few minutes ago, about explaining how you're going to benefit the company, the skills that you have that you've developed that is going to help the company especially this during this time because companies are going to need to have more productivity from people because it's likely a lot of companies are going to have to be leaner so they're going to be expecting more from each of their different people so be really cognizant about what the company is doing where they're going forth and really focus zero in on the contribution that you're going to be able to make and really do your homework. Because nowadays, you know, just sending out a resume and just hoping somebody's going to pick it up and, and and respond is not going to happen. You need to use your network and try to figure out if there's a company you're trying to target, making sure, hey, is there somebody that I know or somebody who I know who knows somebody at that company, Because the more you can have somebody a contact that can help you getting through the process, it's going to be key. But and the other thing is too that I tell students all the time when I speak throughout the country, because people go, "Well, gee, you know, I never I applied, I never got any feedback." Well, one thing to do is to you know go to their website, for example, uh, in some jobs and. And look and say, hey, listen, I was on your website. I had some ideas for you. You know, I'd love to share them with you. You don't give them the ideas in the email because you kind of wanted to tease them into having to reach out to you. But I think, again, trying to do things that are going to make you stand out from among other people because – You could sit back and say, oh, this is a lousy job market, and and, oh me, oh my, that I'm so sorry that I have to be in the graduating class of 2020 because I'm never going to get a job. If you have that defeatist attitude, you're probably not going to get a job. But you've got to figure out, hey, listen, there's an opportunity. I've got to take advantage of it. I I need to be able to differentiate myself and on why my skills, my experience, my aptitude – is the right thing for this job. And if you do that, you probably will have a better chance.
1: Right. And that um, thinking forward, trying to connect, and really, as, as you were just talking about before, thinking about how you can serve the company, how you can help them, and you don't want to give away too much perhaps in a conversation but you also want to be open and transparent even in your conversations as a job seeker with sharing those ideas and realizing that um you know giving too much is probably less of a less of a problem than we think it is right that that don't be too afraid of that just just give and share and and talk and figure out what's going on in the company and mostly it's making that one-on-one connection instead of just applying and online.
2: Exactly, and the thing is nowadays it's like this is the time that people are going to be differentiating themselves. So the ones that are real that really spend the time doing their homework, really putting forth you know uh, a, a great resume. Um, you know, developing their skills and being able to sell themselves, they're going to have a better chance of getting a job because as the market tightens, companies are going to be much more uh, having the ability to pick and choose who they want to hire. But, you know, there is oppor- there are going to be opportunities out there. And the, if somebody's listening and, you know, they've got to realize, hey, they need to be one of those people that gets those opportunities.
1: Right. Yeah, and and there are opportunities out there. In fact, we just started a, a a page on the Career Thought Leaders website where you can go and see who's hiring. And what we're doing is get, grabbing all of these lists. You know, LinkedIn has a list. Job Fight has a list. Tons of lists out there right now of companies that are hiring. And um, so we've, we've collected those on the Career Thought Leaders website so that people can see who's hiring, not necessarily that that should push them towards applying online, but that it gives them an idea, it gives them thoughts around, hey, these are the types of companies that are hiring that I can maybe apply online, but also perhaps start networking into those companies where they are seeing growth and opportunity um, because it, it does exist. And, and there are going to be opportunities for people who are job seekers, as well as kind of looping back around to the beginning of our conversation, also opportunities for people to advance right now.
2: And that's where resources like the Career Thought Leaders is so important, because it will, you know, it kind of helps do some of the spade work for people. But then it also kind of is encouraging. It just sends a message, hey, there are opportunities out there. So that's where people have to say, hey, you know, I talk about, you know, when I give presentations, I talk about, you know, a six-pack for your career. And I talk about, hey, doing six things a week to help you position yourself to get a job or to get a promotion. And, you know, they could be, you know, reaching out to people. You know, it could be updating your resume, but just doing six things. Because the one thing is that I found, especially when I was getting my master's, is like at the, at the end of every 11 weeks, I always felt I accomplished something because we were on the quarter system. and You know, I was one step closer to getting my MBA. And it's just like when, when people can quantify their actions, it tends to be more of a feel-good that you go, wow, at least I know I've been doing these things that are pushing me toward the goal that I want.
1: Right, yeah. Taking those actions always makes us feel much more motivated. Sometimes we think it takes motivation to act, and um, I've read a lot of things that I agree with that actually maybe it's the opposite, that action creates that motivation that we can see our, our progress. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Oh, you're more than welcome. But I think that's so important today is that, you know, keeping that positive attitude and looking at, you know, looking for resources like career thought leaders about where opportunities are and where how you can take advantage of them. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, Marie, as you well know, it's being willing to ask. I mean, too many people I see just sit back, you know, and they go, well, gee, how come I didn't get this job? How come I didn't get this promotion? Well, did you did you put yourself in the position to get the job or the promotion? I mean, the company, especially I find this in careers, it used to drive me crazy when people would say, well, I never get, any, never get any feedback from my boss. And I always like to flip it around and say, how much feedback are you giving your boss? Because he or she is as human as you are. And if they know that you appreciate what they're doing, you know, if they help you out with some project or giving you some insight, let him or her know. Because people tend to respond to positive feedback. And if people know that they appreciate the advice you're giving, they're going to be much more inclined to help you out in the future. But too often people just sit back. And I always compare it to, like, uh, an automobile. You need to be in the driver's seat of your career. But too often people are in the passenger seat or in the back seat or even somewhere really clueless or in the trunk. And I mean, you've got to be—you've got to be, especially at this stage that we are with this coronavirus. This is the time to really be making sure you're driving your uh, career car, and you're working all the angles that you can to, to for success.
1: Yeah, that's so important, and that's of course what this whole show is about. So, thank you for joining us and sharing your tips. And if you could share how people can find you or connect with you. To get more, where they can get the book, that would be excellent.
2: Oh, hey, listen, Marie, and thanks, thanks again for having me on, and thanks to you for you know, with your work with the career thought leaders and, and other stuff, and helping you know people throughout the country and succeeding in their careers. Uh, my book, as you mentioned, is called "Make Your Career Go Boom, Not Bust," and it is available on Amazon. And if somebody would like a, a sample copy or just want to email me, uh, the best email is America's. With an S, America's Career Coach at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, talk to your vast listeners, and I wish everybody out there success in finding the right thing for their career.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. And if you are listening, you'll know that we'll say goodbye to Michael, but we'll be right back and I'll share a few more tips with you and and give you some action steps to take. So thank you again, Michael, and we'll be right back here on the Career Confidant.
3: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business
0: network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired
3: voice america business network the bottom line in business
0: you are tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us here today. And We were just talking with Michael Ryan about how you can take your career from instead of bust to a boom. And, uh, you know, the ideas here, as we were talking about, are not novel. They're not something you haven't heard before, but that doesn't mean they're simple or easy to implement. It's really the opportunity to think more out of the box. That's a really bad phrase. (laughs) But just to think differently about our careers and about how we're working Um, you know, we started talking at the beginning about standing out in your career. And I remember ages ago there, I read this book, you know, how to be a star at work. And the ideas are not things that um, would surprise us necessarily. We know that we need to communicate better. And now we've got this additional barrier of technology thrown in, and we have to embrace it. And we have to perhaps um, figure out a little bit more systematic way. So for me, I am not the best communicator all the time, definitely, Um, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old and so I can get distracted pretty easily. One of the things that I do with people is set meetings, short meetings that just allow us to touch base, check in on deadlines, and it's always nice to find out what works for other people, but I'll share that with people. You know, it works great for me if we have a meeting on our calendar, it maybe is just going to be 10 minutes to touch base and make sure that we're all caught up on on what we need to do versus the million and one emails in my email box um, that if we try to email back and forth about things, it just becomes the, the, one of the things in the pile. So it's important to communicate with our bosses, to communicate with our teams, and understand what works for everyone and, and where we might compromise a little bit to help someone who is struggling, who does have something perhaps going on at, at home or in their life that makes it a little bit more challenging for them. How can we um, maybe even bend to, to help them out And of course, if both of us are struggling, how can we both bend it to help each other out? Because that's really where we're at right now. And our ability to communicate what we need is going to help us be more successful, but also our ability to flex and meet the needs of others, which is something that perhaps our workplace has not encouraged as much, especially in some ways for leaders, um, that if you were changing or compromising for your team, then you're enabling and some of those things. And now that's not even part of the discussion, right? That now we have to, as leaders, be more accommodating, be um, more two-way communication focused and really look at how we can help our people be as successful as they can be while also giving them the the grace to understand that people just aren't going to be that productive right now. And I think I've seen a million and one articles about how it's okay to not be productive right now. Um, And then we think about, well, but I don't want to get laid off or I need to make sure that I am positioning myself for this raise. And there's all of those realities that, we feel like we do need to have productivity, and we know that people might think that oh, we just lack the discipline, which just kind of you know it's it's laughable for some some of us to think about it. We're very disciplined, and yet our lives have just been turned upside down. And how can we do that? How can we connect those dots and um, make it some kind of compromise that will help us achieve all of the the things that we're trying to achieve right now? The other piece of what we were talking about was um, giving that positive feedback to others, just making an extra special effort to tell people what they're doing right, to tell them that we're thinking about them, um, to, to give those extra little strokes is what we call them um, in the psychological world and we know that that is true even when we're not in crisis that people need more good than bad and that most of the time we have to really focus on giving that good because it's not as automatic as the bad is in our society and right now we're, we have to focus on that even more that we're giving people that positive feedback as much as possible because everyone needs a little boost right now Uh, as we're watching some celebrity video um where the gentleman was talking about how you know even those of us that are usually glass half full types of people are are struggling right now and um we might not look like it, we might not sound like it, but even those people that you know that are generally happy and, and bubbly and, and glass half full kind of people, um, they're struggling right now and that's that's warranted, It's understandable. And um, we can't expect anyone to, to be giving all the positivity. We have to all come together and figure out how to do that for each other. And if we're leaders, especially, it, our ability to do that is going to make an impact on the productivity of our team. And we're not used to connecting those dots, the emotional support mm-hmm. and how it impacts productivity. But it's there. Um, there's a lot of research that shows it's there. And a, a lot of that in the past was around creating um, psychological safety. And now there's even more... Um, need, if you will, to create that psychological safety, and we're doing it in a little bit different way than, than the research talks about, but it's still so important. The last thing that we touched on was this idea of being other-centered, and this was one of my goals for the year. This is actually my one of my values that I was focused on for the year. And if you didn't catch that show, the whole idea around this is that instead of being focused on performance and our judgment of performance by others, which tends to put us on a roller coaster in terms of our wanting that praise, acting for it, getting it, and then you know, you're in this constant cycle of, of seeking the praise. And there's not anything necessarily wrong with that if it's kept at a a decent level but when we start finding ourselves on the roller coaster seeking that praise we can be in trouble. One of the ways to step off that roller coaster is to focus more on our values and less on our kind of externally judged performance and so I had put forward this year that, that some of the values I was going to be focused on were other centeredness which is just really consciously Focusing on how are others impacted by me, by my actions, and by other things going on in the world, instead of f- focusing on, on ourselves first, which is a biological thing, right? People want to say, oh, you're selfish. It's like, well, that's kind of biology. We're taught where our brain is wired to Fight, flight, freeze, protect ourselves first, and we really do have to consciously think about how we can be focused on other people and making sure that we're really listening to their challenges, to their needs, etc. And so, this situation where we're in crisis tends to chip away at our ability to be focused on others. Because we get in that fight-flight-freeze mentality, we're protecting ourselves and maybe our families, which, of course, isn't just us, but we're unable to see how it's impacting other people. And lots of examples about how that's happening right now in the world. Um, And our conscious choice to not fall into that mentality is important when we're talking about our workspace and the people that we work with. Also incredibly important when we think about job search because the fact that I can't pay my bills and I'm needing a job right now is not going to be a good selling point to the person who's hiring me. I have to be able to put myself in their shoes and communicate how I bring value to their organization. So we'll take a break on that point, And when we come back, talk about some more action steps that you can take to stand out right now in your current workplace or in your job search. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
3: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america
0: business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff.
3: it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
0: you are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. So today we were talking with Michael Ryan about how you can take control of your own career, and even in these certain circumstances today, stand out at work. And if you missed that kind of conversation, go back and listen to it later. He was great sharing his tips from make your career go boom, not bust, and he, he has more than 40 tips in that book about how you can stand out at work. And this is a challenge for us right now. If we are currently employed, um, we might be thinking about, you know, how do I keep my job? How do I make sure I stand out? And, And boy, how do I do that in this situation where I'm working from home, less visible? So tip number one, jump on that video whenever possible. We remember so much more. I can't remember my data right now, but we remember more than seventy percent more of what we see on video versus what we read. What this means for us when we're trying to stand out for at work is that if I read your email, you're in my mind. You, you know, I'm seeing what you're doing via email, but if we're actually jumping on video and and Facetiming, one it brings back those connections um, and it makes it more we're more connected to it makes me remember what you've said better so you're telling me your accomplishments you're telling me what you've done I'm actually going to remember it if we share that over video so do that whenever you can jump on those five minute ten minute video calls instead of just sending an email you're going to know what works for your boss but on this one I might push a little bit just because we know there's so much power in in video and you getting seen and and heard much more effectively that way. Create some kind of structure for your communication, especially if you're like me and you tend to be a more kind of deadline driven person. Set those meetings, they'll drive you to action, they'll drive you to communicate, and they'll act they'll also create that pattern for yourself. So maybe that's a, you know, if you were doing it once a week with your boss anyways, hopefully you still are doing that. If not, maybe you can start doing it again now that people are somewhat settled in at their work from home situations. Do it via video, just kind of set that as the expectation. You know, when you're selecting how it's going to be done, choose a medium where you can use video. Skype, Zoom has corrected (laughs) a lot of their um, security issues. So it is okay to use Zoom. Maybe you've got an internal system. But if that internal system does not allow video, you know, if it's just a chat, I would choose another way to connect. Um, And over the phone is okay. It's better than email. Um, But if they're comfortable and, and if you can kind of set it up that way, I would encourage you to try to do it via via video just because you'll have more impact. System, video, regular communications with your boss and with your team. Because remember, it's not just your boss who's going to determine your trajectory. It's also your team. It might be other people within your organization. Know who your champions are and stay connected to those people, too, in this situation, not just the people that you quote unquote have to stay in connection with to do your job. So if you've got, you know, that person over in sales or that person on the purchasing team who really is one of your advocates, your champions, has visibility to other parts of the organization, make sure you stay in touch with those people um, as well. And if you have any mentorship relationships, et et cetera, keeping all of those relationships and having some kind of systemized way to do that is going to be important during this time. We already know that we're going to be doing this through the end of April, right? We've got at least three more weeks for most places around the world of doing work from home stuff. So figure it out as much as possible now. Um, how can you make those video in-person phone chats happen? And then how are you going to get the rest of your work done? And I got to tell you, for me right now, a lot of it's figuring out how to get some work done during the day and block off those times when I really have to have a uh, quiet, like right now and I'm doing my radio show. And then when, after the kids go to bed, which is not ideal, right? And people would say, oh, don't take your work home with you and figure out how to manage your time. Well, when you've got kids, that may be the realistic way to manage your time is that I'm working from nine to 11 after they go to bed and that's just life right now. Um, and it, you know, it'd be nice for that to, to change. And in some ways, I hope it does. And in some ways, I hope it doesn't because it means that I don't have that much work to do. Um, So, you know, we just got to do what we have to do right now. And having a system for doing that is critical. So what work has to get done during the day? What work can I do um, during that time at night and still be somewhat productive, get things done, move things along? Of course, we're reaching out for support. We're communicating to our team, not just the business pieces, but the realities of what we need and what we're going through, and this might be challenging for some of us because we're not used to doing this, and maybe we've even been taught that doing this is bad, but I can tell you that if you're struggling getting things done, if you're struggling um, putting all the pieces together and you're not telling anybody, they can tell and they don't know what's going on, so they're perhaps just assuming the worst, and that's not good for anybody. So you have to figure out a way to communicate with people what you need, what's going on, um, what your challenges are, so that you've got that opportunity to be transparent and, and not try to hide that you need help, not try to hide that things are challenging for you right now. There's always that balance between figuring out how to get the work done, how to not over-communicate and and make it an excuse, but how to share what is really going on for you and what you need to be successful. And walking through that conversation with a trusted colleague, walking through that conversation with a coach before you have it with your boss might be helpful just so you can walk that line of being transparent and, and yet still appropriately tr- professional for whatever your workplace is. So let's switch gears and do a little bit of a wrap up around the job search. So if you're currently job seeking, I'm, I'm with you. I, I was there in 2008. I, I can feel that panic growing in our workforce, there are opportunities out there. There are people who are hiring. Check out the Career Thought Leaders website. It's under job seekers. It's see who's hiring, um, who's hiring during COVID. And it goes lots of lists. It's kind of a conglomerate of lists of people who are hiring, some from LinkedIn, some from Jobvite um, International. So it's got all different kinds of lists. And if you know of a list that we should add to it, please email me, marie at careerthoughtleaders.com, marie at careerthoughtleaders.com, and let me know about whatever else we can add to it so that job seekers can see who's hiring, they can see what's out there, and, and know that there are opportunities, there are openings, and they can take action towards those opportunities in in a way that meets their needs we will be back here again next week on the career confidant talking about salary negotiations so as you are transitioning you're making that um, move and you want to negotiate the salary in that new role you can do that even in a recession and we're going to talk about how next week right here on the career confidant so we look forward to seeing you then we'll see you next week